0: I'm 39 now. Between family and friends, I probably have lost 35 people. Probably Name
1: them. No, sorry. Oh, bad joke. Maybe sorry. A while.
0: So you have to give your child enough space to be them. I've found the people that I know that are really successful, their parents were their biggest cheerleaders.
1: What did you do with your first big chunk of money?
0: Fucked it off. I blew it. Okay, yeah. how much was it? Well, I don't want to say the amount. But it Why? Was amount.
1: Like, I thought we were friends. We are, okay, can you give fun. me ballpark? Like, just so I, I'm a little babe, I don't know anything yeah, about money.
0: It, it's a few <laughs> a few little coins. That's funny. Um, <laughs> it was a little bit. Okay,
1: good. like how many zeros?
0: More than three, less than six.
1: That's how we talk about how many people I've had sex with.
0: Like everyone wants to be like, the guy or the girl with all the attention, even like when people are like, Oh, you should do this for the culture, and I'm like, Man, a culture like the streets is a myth, it doesn't exist. Ooh. Like, there is no real black culture.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, what are your what are your rituals for things like this? Because I'm learning them. I... Yeah. Without getting too explicit, in it's bad. I've been acting since 2011, and yeah. I have the worst nerves.
0: Do you? Oh. Why, why are you talented?
1: I'll tell you. Are you oh, even listening? Let's talk about it. Even, let's
0: yeah, you, I mean...
1: I have the worst, like, uh, coping skills. Got you, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking to this boy who always says, like, I believe anxiety is... Re- he, he's like a coach. That's how I knew I was going to for this guy because he's like such a dad always wanting me to uh-huh. assess a situation and, yeah. and see what I learned or how I can you know when you talk to someone you're like oh you can make me better anyways yeah, yeah. he was saying that he believes in oh, <laughs> oh mommy they have... oh I can do this I, can. I can. Do he was it. saying I believe they anxiety exists exist. I believe it a hundred percent however he was saying uh, I don't support or condone using it as an excuse off rip like mm. he prefers to look at it as huh what are my coping skills now what are they presently yeah what can i adjust assess the anxiety then
0: because pr- done. In pr- of course
1: yeah. he his um of course yeah. and but i think he uh, he re- he acknowledged or not acknowledged he noticed in getting to know me mm-hmm. that that is something that I say with some kind of frequency. Like okay. I say it frequently enough for him to be like, all right, let's talk about this real quick.
0: I would never think that you have anxiety though.
1: Oh, you couldn't be more wrong.
0: Yeah. You're a natural performer.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's how I know this is God.
0: Cause Ooh. internally
1: I don't believe in myself. Like I need so much. Like, my strength and my confidence does not come from me. I've become mm. a stronger actor, performer, speaker, storyteller because I'm a Christian now. And I've, mm. I truly believe that like Jesus, no, not like, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and that my strength and my confidence is funneled directly from, from him. him. Okay. So you're right. I do, I do believe that I'm uh, Like there's a natural ability there. I don't know what it is and I can't really put my finger on it. I just know that it's God because left to my own devices, I crumble. Mm. I have the worst anxiety. I'm talking about Clara, poor Clara, Clara. poor Clara. She always tries to get me to, to like network, to do things outside. I'm such an introvert. I don't leave the house. And, um, that's not a critique at myself. That's more of a observation. An assessment, and it, yeah. It's an assessment, and it's been like that always. I am an introvert, but I've now realized that I kind of use it as a crutch, not to, mm. not to. You gotta push
0: yourself it. You're worthy. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: And that's that's a part. That's another part of walking in grace and faith because it's not about what I want and it's not mm-hmm. about my iniquity. Mm-hmm. It's about how He sees me. In yeah. fact. You know, in Matthew tells us about this, like we should not be acting on our iniquities. In fact, we should be suppressing them Mm -hmm. and replacing them with with the Lord. You know, he has so much mercy on us. Um, He has so much mercy and grace on us. And that's a gift, right? It's Mm -hmm. a gift. What a smack in the face if you don't acknowledge your gift.
0: And, and use it. And use
1: That's it. That's very true. So that that flip happened to me in 2018 when I became a Christian. And mm. I heard Christ for the first time. And I just like... Oh, I was Take excited.
0: me through the moment when you decided to become Christian. Like what... Decided
1: resonated? to become... Wow, I wish it was that like... Uh, what clicked for you? Easy. The light switch moment. The, my yeah. call. Uh, I was... Um, I was having some pretty loud and intense, like suicidal ideation, mm-hmm. which again, it's not anything that I'm unfamiliar with. It mm-hmm. wasn't completely alien to me, but uh, I was so married and identified by career at this time. And in a sense, I sort of am, but I've, I've I'm no longer identified by mm-hmm. that. I'm identified by Christ. But uh, back then I believed that my worth came from, uh, you know, career success. Yeah. and you know, comparison is the thief of joy. I was surrounded by a lot of, I have a lot of blessed, talented friends around me who eclipsed me Mm. in terms of career. And, you know, I was 24. If anyone has been 24, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not 24, good luck. (laughs) But like, um, it, it felt like I, these are, these are how the the thoughts start. Mm -hmm. The thoughts first start, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Mommy and Daddy will be okay mm. you know, yeah. And at that point, thankfully, the Lord has presented himself uh, many times in friendship for me. And I had a friend who was like, meditating, mm. and she had uh, taught me some like meditation stuff, yeah. like basic stuff. And that same person, after a couple months of meditation, uh I don't know why you would tell someone who was like having suicidal ideation to try acid but um here we are you know again 24 and dumb mm-hmm. right like uh so I did acid with my really good friend and I was 25 at the time and so I was no spring chicken I did it really responsibly like we had her roommate babysit us we had fresh mango strawberries water How like was it? it was Terrifying and transformative at the same time. Mm. I uh, was reading the um, the Bible on my phone. I was reading uh, the Book of John, chapter five, and in that moment, I, I, f- I won't say that I heard. It you wasn't felt- auditory at the time. It felt. It felt. And I'm going to say something, and I really want to choose my words because it's. I don't want it to be. Um, Misconstrued and I also don't want to mislead people, right? I'm not an advocate for everyone to do psychedelics, right? But I felt like something that I can only describe it as like an orgasm, but it was just like so euphoric. Uh it felt like a peak. And I can only like describe it as like I felt like I was in like this pastel, like God's museum almost, mm. and like he said welcome. And then I just remember. the Lord like asking me, like, hey, hi. Mm. What is this I hear about you not wanting to be around? Oh, you are so worthy of this body.
2: Mm.
1: This body was, that's, it's built for you. This is yours. I've given it to you. You are so loved. And that was it, yeah. that was it. Um, and was, I've never been the same ever since. Of course I still experience um oh gosh I'm a prior um thank I still think thank you for even like for for allowing me the space to even talk about this first of all you're my guest <laughs> yeah, um yeah. uh but that is how that was my that was my call that was my calling and I in that that day I recall towards the end of my trip like we were coming down and I just remember being compelled to like use my voice. And then on the come down, I was just, and I sing all the time. I sing on the podcast. I used to sing. It's like Mm. such a, it's such a joyous thing. I would never want to do it professionally, but it's something that it's been, it's been, I've never had that many friends, you know, I've been, I was a a loner weirdo, but growing up and music was my friend. Mm. I love, and I felt the Lord say, Uh, your voice is the key Mm. something like that something of that nature I don't even know if it was English right because when you're anyone who trips on acid knows have you done psychedelics never hmm interesting I have an expression that's like I don't trust anyone who hasn't done a psychedelic at least twice
0: (laughs) I gotta earn your trust then (laughs) But my, my family. Uh,
1: oh, that yeah, I want to know about. So wait, yeah. you're no, ta-
0: don't turn it.
2: Finish. Stay in ADHD. Stay in
1: Stay in Another Bible babe said that my congregation is ADHD. Yeah, my my the listeners of the show are very honest with me, very almost too honest. I don't know how I feel listeners
0: about it. listeners and fans can be tough. I love you guys. I love you guys. <laughs>
1: I love the yeah. Bible days yeah. I want to keep it. I want to keep it that way. Yeah. But uh, I after that, I started, and I was already really interested in theology and mm-hmm. philosophy and that kind of stuff. It just like snowballed into other things. And I, the way I used to read my Bible before and the way I used to read my Bible after that day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Dramatically different. <sighs> a
1: different. What's your book? favorite book in the Bible? Oh my God, you can't, you can't
2: ask me I that. You have to.
1: It depends on the season, what season I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm going to ho- go ahead and say that, but the one that I always go back to and I'm always like, it reminds me of listening to like trap music at the gym, mm-hmm. like uh, is the book of James.
2: Mm, okay.
1: Oh man, that man gave it to you in a really honest way. I feel like the way I uh, receive and accept love is through a bit of, um, I like tough, tough, tough love. love yeah. I actually, I think that's how I transmute affection is mm. if someone sandwiches it in like something really really uh i don't know uh honest almost brutally honest mm-hmm. uncomfortably honest and they sandwich it in truth yeah. and sometimes that isn't flowery like the way people like to be loved and, and I, still, again yeah. i don't i don't view love that way for me love is is the truth no matter what it's unrelenting truth that's mm. love and uh james james provides that i mean jesus's brother he he tells us, oh, there's a line that I'll tell you right now that's really been looming over me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm such a narcissist. Like my first guest and wanna, I'm the one talking. I
0: want to know because it's important Look, that you share your journey. That's where we're going to
1: get back to you. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, James chapter 4, verse 17. And he, James, tells us about how passivity is a sin Mm. and I have uh, a lot of my life has been spent idle and in this passive state and I have a lot of uh I have a I have to make up for a lot of lost time
0: is that rooted in fear or just not knowing which direction you you wanted to take
1: uh it's rooted in being misled it's ruined in uh um trusting people too easily and also rooted in, yeah, no, I would say it's just rooted in my engagements and my relationships, mm-hmm. which I've always had growing up. I've had, I mean, I'm single and I haven't been in a real, real relationship in a really long time, mm-hmm. but I just struggle. I struggle with that. But in that book of of James, he tells us that when he, I, I never understood, I understood sin as the action. What actionable thing is morally corrupt? And in that verse, he tells us that turning your cheek away from sin is punishable by divine law as well. And that, mm. I call them like spiritual pangs. Yeah. How many times have I turned my cheek because I said, it ain't me. Yeah, It ain't got nothing to do with me.
0: Yeah. Let me stay out of it.
1: Hey, now. Yeah. Hey, now. We've all done it. And I mean, you're, you're, you, you look rich. You smell rich. <laughs> uh, and listen, I, I'm dressed like a dollar bill too, but. Dressed as
0: fine And that coat too that you Thank you.
1: For, you. So. Oh, well, we'll put it, I'll put it on in a second because yeah. it's hot, but we love WTF media. Yes. It's actually great temperature. Great temperature. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I was going to say that in money and mm. not just any money, I'm talking about people that make a lot of money. Mm. The top, chop tier percentage. Like, I have a feeling that there's a lot of turning cheek. A lot of, oh, I can't see it, so yeah. I won't say anything. How do you feel about that?
0: I uh, tell people, I think we're entering the era in which people that are corrupt, that mislead and rob, that era is going to come to an end very soon. So usually, yes, people turn out the other cheek and say, hey, it's not me. It's okay for the betterment of my finances or my family. But I think in this era... I think that's going to go away. I think the yeah. people that are good people that are kind I think they're gonna rise back to the top, and those that are like villains or evil in nature they're not going to do as well
1: what do you what has been like the most you know, without naming names of course mm-hmm. and not jeopardizing relationships yeah. what's been the most kind of what what kind of corruptness have you seen in regards to people like making the big bucks
0: oh i, I can't say which company I know like one of the top Fifteen companies in the world. The entire idea was stolen from somebody that they were friends with, and they took it and gave it to their friend, and they built a multi-billion-dollar company off
1: someone know. else's idea. Yes, bastard.
0: And th- that's not even like the that's like low-hanging fruit because it's technically no one was hurt, no live, no one was injured. There's a lot of corruption that that does.
1: Mm, and how have you ever been tempted? Yeah, of course. To do something morally not as sound?
0: Yeah, we all have. We all have. especially if someone crosses me, I'm like, "Oh, yeah. Let me let's go to war."
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, let's talk yeah. about it because it, the, we didn't plan this, but this week mm-hmm. I've been so mad. All, yeah. Se me metió el diablo. Like I it, it, you were saying? That when someone plays you, mm-hmm. you become irate or whatever. Mm-hmm. You want to know what gets me in a fury? What's that? When my family and friends are threatened, almost more mm-hmm. than me, yeah. it makes me see red.
2: Yeah,
1: it makes me. I'll, I'll tell you, I I, 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 I'm not someone that like is easily angry. That's I don't feel like that's my state. My state is like gloom and doom, and like happy, happy. Yeah. The both extremes. That's like that's where I feel comfy. The most familiar. Yeah. But if I see someone uh cause harm to my family or Those, people yeah. that have yeah. that have been there for me,
2: yeah.
1: it's almost like I it's almost like I I, I, I it, I'm the I'm the most distant from God. I feel mm. I feel I feel the hang up, I feel the connection, yeah. and I feel myself going like this so that he doesn't call.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: That's what happens when people fuck yeah.
2: with my family. Yeah.
1: Uh, so when you said what what okay, ooh, ooh, mm. okay. When you, when you get in that state of fury, like what's that, what, what gets you to that, to that, like that Betrayal. place where like,
0: if I think that we're friends or we're close and then you betray me or someone that I loved and I'm like, same as you like, Hey God, I hear you. I know I should Sorry. do this, but I don't know. I need to get my revenge and I need to set you in your place. And I'm learning that's mm. not the right course of action to take Because loyalty is big to me. So if you do anything that's remotely funny or you want to steal or take ideas and, Tell me that the idea isn't great, but you would take it to your friend and tell them, "Hey, use this and it works." That shit drops me up a wall.
1: Have you ever uh, exercised vengeance?
0: Like, I used to love to get revenge. This is oh, something I, that's changed. I feel it recently, in like the last two or three years. But like, anyone who I, like any friends that know me when they comment when this comes out, they're like, "Yeah, yeah it used to be really spiteful." Oh, but yeah, it it's not worth it in the end. But it took. I'm 39 now. At 23, I don't want to hear that. I'm like if you cross me i'm going to cross you back mm-hmm. four times but after a while it's not worth it and then i'm learning too the kinder you are to people the more given you are the blessings come in even faster because a lot of times i cut off mm. blessings relationships where people would be afraid to be around because they didn't know what the reaction could be if they crossed me so there were certain relationships that i lost in the intro
1: does a part of you like being feared Ha! Bit. Yeah, a little bit. Huh. Yeah. That's the ego in you, huh? Yes. Oh, I'm an egomaniac yeah. too. That's why when I see it in other people, I'm you like, cannot, you're one of you me. Take one no Hell one. Yeah, yeah, it takes one to no one, yeah, bitch. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I know, I can smell it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but what the Bible shows us, not to bring back to the Bible, but I always, you're it's sure. my source you're text, a... right? Uh, is that you spot it mm-hmm. and you can either use it for good or you could use it for evil. Yeah. That's it. And uh, the Bible tells us again also is that a lot of predominantly men mm-hmm. who did use it for good always fall, mm-hmm. even if they did have a history of good. Yeah. So interesting, like even the like theologically speaking, how we're almost like wired to fall, mm. you know, yeah. and it's it's almost like a it's like a intrinsically a part of our makeup is
0: why do you think that is uh honestly uh
1: i think i mean i think it comes from the beginning of man Mm -hmm. and i think that we are so unwise if we aren't guided Mm -hmm. and it's so easy for us to Consciously choose to be unguided because it's a lot easier to be there. Absolutely, it's a lot easier not to like face yourself, not to face your actual truths, not to face truth, not to face God. It's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. It's um. I spent a lot of time there, and uh, it's a lot more uncomfortable to to face yourself mm-hmm. and to face mortality, and to think about like what what that what, what is my last thought going to be before I pass. That mm-hmm. people don't want to think about that. That's true. I do. And how can I make it the most easeful for myself? Um, I've never had anyone ask me that before. But given the nature of this show, I've had to kind of unpack certain things and unpack how I... I'll be honest with you, you kind of like, I, I don't know where I'm going with this and mm-hmm. I don't want to be dishonest with you. Standing I kind of lost my, my train of thought, but only because you kind of like shocked me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like that, keep doing that. That's cool.
0: As a Christian, what That's do you funny. think the purpose of life is?
1: Is this Bible stories with Ian? Come on. What's the purpose of life? Mm-hmm. Uh, the purpose of life. That's such a, I mean, what That's kind of it. question is that? It's complex
0: and How oh, am I going to answer that? Honestly. That's what to answer anything.
1: The uh, say okay, say it again. Say it again.
0: What do you believe as a Christian is the purpose of life?
1: Uh, I think the purpose of life is actively pursuing God. Mm. Uh now I can also spin that. I can also say that in another way. Like I think that another tentacle of purpose is it rooted in family. And it
2: mm-hmm.
1: people are forgetting it. I see it all the time. Oh, people
2: forget social. And yeah.
1: I as people, people as so, I. Like yeah. I've I've been there, I've done it. I see it. But the more I come uh, the, the more embedded in the word I become, I say embedded because I literally feel like I'm embedded during my devotional hours. Mm-hmm. I realize just how meaningless life is if we don't like support our family. Mm-hmm. So I would say that a tentacle of purpose is definitely rooted in family. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm stealing this from uh, Jordan B. Peterson. I am not smart so, enough yeah, so. to to come up with this, but I also think part of it is uh, building order in your chaos. Because that mm-hmm. is something that will be around for every Era, every window in your life. How do you find order within the chaos? I remember he did an interview at uh with um on the H3 podcast. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, I said, huh. That's such a clinical.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah." Yeah. And I was like, that I'm not that way. I am such a like a wordy. Give me words, give me textures, give me give me poems, you know. But when he said that, I said, huh. That's kind of in the same vein of what all of us is but that what do you think like what kind of question is that why would you ask me that
2: i
0: want to know your perspective because in this day and age not many people are even comfortable holding the shield of christ and even stamping that you're a believer so i want to know from your perspective like what you think it is
2: mm-hmm.
0: even with the family part like people are so caught up in social and fame and notoriety Yeah, that it's like shit. Fuck family like i want yeah. to be popping on ig or TikTok. have you been
1: rich your whole life
0: no, I was broke as hell for the majority of my life. Really? What broke? Broke like lost my debit card in the mall. Where are you, you, where you from? It? East Chicago, Indiana. So I grew up five minutes from Gary, when it was the murder capital. Wow. Yeah, it's different.
1: Were you? Were you? Do you have siblings?
0: Yeah, I have one brother.
1: One brother, older, yeah. or younger?
0: Younger, five years younger.
1: Okay. Is he single? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> now
0: he's active, do you,
1: mm, and I am celibate. So Indeed. no gracias. Uh, were you ever? Oh God, this, the the death Fast. of Young Dolph really freaking messed me up. Yeah, you know, tough. when every time I'm like, can we just eradicate gangs? Damn it! But it's like I understand the fraternity aspect of it. That kind, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can understand that. But growing up, were you involved with gangs? or
0: but I have friends that tough family who was in the streets. Like that's what, why my what pers- kept you from that. Uh, my dad, my dad was in the streets. So like if you get in the streets, I'll kill you.
1: He was in the streets what does that mean
0: he was in the streets those who know know what i'm saying Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: so he was like if you get in and i'll sacrifice too much for you to be here if you want to be in the streets and play thug life let me just kill you
1: really yeah okay so that is scary and uh (laughs) but
0: say going back to the tough love i Um, think if you really care for someone you should go out of your way to do whatever you need to get the message across. And yeah. I knew I'm like he wasn't playing. I'm like okay, and then but my dad, that was so tough for them. Like my grandma and granddad had eight kids. The name was Granddaddy John and Grandma Katie, so they were the original John and Kate plus eight.
2: L. L. Right? Yeah. Life. and then
0: <laughs> so I remember my granddad being. I'm like, why are you always like so on edge when you come home? He was like, I work all day. I have to take care of eight kids the least I can have is like the first piece of food that comes out because all of my money goes out to family. So I've learned to appreciate those sacrifices. So my dad is like, hey, if I sacrifice this for you, how can you go here when I did it and made way for a better life for you?
2: Okay. It's different.
0: And all my friends, like I'm 39 now, between family and friends, I probably have lost 35 people. Probably. Name
1: them. No, sorry. Oh, bad joke. i sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. That was funny, that.
0: though. I don't but know. But pointing to like streets and. I'm sorry. Streets, <laughs> drugs, or <laughs> like one of my best friends. Like, when, when did Gary get shot? Probably was like 14, 15. Like, one of my best friends in high school, double murder at like 16, 17. Like, it's different. Yeah.
1: What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Senor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, how have you dealt
0: with grief? Who are you? We just—I don't know. I, um. How
1: have you dealt with grief? Have you found?
0: Uh, I don't have great coping skills with it, to be honest. But mm. it would happen so frequently. Like at one point, I was like, "My family must be cursed," because like one year, someone on my dad's side would die, then the next year on my mom's mm. side, and then. But the streets are the streets. Like, you know, when you are involved in certain activity, like what the outcome is. So you kind of learn to accept it. My friend Gary, he had a, or Abel now. Um, he was like, when him and his friend. He went got, from Gary to Abel? Yeah, because he's an Israelite. Yeah. Got it. So when his friend got shot, he was in a car with him. He was like, we were so used to people being shot. Like we, we, we wouldn't even refer to them as human when they got shot. Like we need to get up, move the body. Leave the scene. Then it was like almost military. Wait,
1: wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't just say. That. Hold on. You t- you've touched a carcass before, a dead body.
0: Yeah, and friends, and yeah, like when I grew up, like, what's
1: a dead body feel like?
0: Stiff, cold. Like it's not. Um, like people, even in video games and, and movies and stuff like that, right? Um, and for context, like this was his story, but like, mm-hmm. w- when you're around death, it does something to your soul, like. So my grandma Rose, she had me in church all the time. Like, shout out to everybody at St. look, I love y'all. Hey. I know I curse too much, but I love y'all. forget God's not done with me. Um,
1: I mean, it's not good. We shouldn't be. You
0: know, yeah, that's true. I'm understood. working on improving. Um, but it does something to your spirit, especially if you have experience in church and with God, and then you come to see the other side. It does something to you. So, but, you know, I mean, my story is no different than anybody else that grew up in. The '90s, or if you go to Harlem, Spanish Harlem, Bronx,
2: so, mm. it's
0: all the same thing. Like culturally, we understand it. But
1: so, uh, do you feel like you carry it with you? I never, I yeah. always find it weird, or not, not weird. I, you know, thankfully, I'm fortunate that I don't, I haven't experienced uh, an immediate
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: passing. My parents have, yeah, but you know, extended. And anytime I hear discussions surrounding grief, mortality consciousness is mm-hmm. huge. It's huge. Yeah. And it's also my favorite. Yeah. I really don't know what it is. I feel like I'm rooted in it. It roots me. It grounds me. It doesn't scare me. Mm. It interests me. I think it makes my life exciting. Yeah. Uh, when people say with grief, like getting over it, I'll know I'll get over it. Or how do I get over it? Get over it. And if I lost a family member that, that, that I haven't, you know, uh, I don't, I would never get over it.
0: I think when people say get over it, they're trying to cope. But if you actually think that you can, it's someone that you didn't care about enough. And I didn't know that until I lost my grandmother. So now, like, at one point, like, my grandmother was like my mother. So when I lost her, it was like, you're like a part of you dies with them. So even when I talk to my mom, I'm like, how are you? She's like, and my grandma passed in 2016. She's like, I'm finally getting better. Like the part of you passes with them, like when you love them so much. So when people are like, "Hey, I got over it," or it's been a year, I'm like, "You didn't really care about them, how
2: you mm. say that you did?
0: Because if you really cared, a part of you would shudder with their passing as well."
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, you said that she was like your mom. Where was your mom? My
0: mom was there, but it's like, thanks for t- my mom. Like my mom and dad were young when they had me; they were 20 and 22. So in hindsight, I'm looking. Back, I'm like, I'm 39. Alexander's six. I'm like, I just got my shit together like three years
2: mm-hmm.
0: ago. Like, I could not imagine being a parent at 24, 25, and trying to figure out how to raise two kids and coexist in parent. And you know,
1: did your did your grandma get to see you um, mass amass some kind of like sizable success?
0: Did she get like, to see it? Yeah, she was like seeing like when it was really starting to take off. Oh, good, good, yeah. good,
1: good, 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 good. Yeah. Sometimes I think like again this is the cons of mortality. Sometimes I ruminate too much, romanticize, mm-hmm. it's it only really happens when I'm the most like manic. Yeah. But uh I was thinking like, gosh, I hope my like my parents stick around like yeah. to watch something. I hope something happens. Like
0: that's already happening.
1: Well, not to my mom and dad. <laughs>
0: The thing I will say to parents, and it's always tough because they have a dream for us. Um, I would tell all parents, whether a child is where you want them to be or not has a lot to do with you. But, you ha- but they don't want to admit that because parents think they never do anything wrong. And also, you have to give your child enough space to be them. I've found the people that I know that are really successful... Their parents were their biggest cheerleaders. Like they brainwashed yes. their kids into being like, Yes, you can knock down a mountain with a crane. And it's like sometimes if you see even in Kanye and Elon and Gary Vee, shout out to him. Um you know him? He helped me in some small ways. Yeah. So I'll say the things that I see in them, their parents believed in them so much, it was like, their parents were like a cult to them that made them feel like they can do anything. And a lot of times growing up, especially in a bad environment, a lot of the self limited beliefs come from our households. So we have to be careful like to take the anchoring that parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, family members may have. Like even and my, my uncle hates when I say it, but even when I got into investing, he was like, you think you're going to be Warren Buffet and do all this stuff <laughs> shit? I'm like, Warren Buffet? <laughs> I'm like, who's Warren Buffet? He's <laughs> Warren like, yeah, Buffet. And I'm like, But that was his view because in the nineteen sixties and seventies, I was like, it was impossible for anybody black to invest in the market at scale, let alone help people and then do well from Mm. it. So a lot of times, their self limited beliefs are from the era in which they came, and then they're projecting.
2: That oh,
1: so much they project, dude. My dad texted me last night. I tweeted this. Uh, Follow me. That's Brianda, and so my dad texted me. Said my dad calls me cachita, cacha. He goes, hi, cachita. I subscribed to your YouTube channel. I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome, dad, finally. Thanks. Mm-hmm. He goes, how many subscribers you got? Oh, not many. And I went, dad, I'm growing, mm-hmm. it'll happen. And he goes, why don't you tell him to subscribe, Brie? You shouldn't mm-hmm. have this little. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that, that's what I was, that's what mm-hmm. I grew up like with, where is yeah. that text? He is like, and my, my mom is the same way. Yeah. Um, she, With the show, she'll be like, oh, when am I, when is it gonna convert to like money? Mm-hmm. Like that's her, her first thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I've realized that I've had to, in my new budding relationship with Christ, I'm still a babe in the faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like an infant. Mm. I feel, because I've never been loved in this way. Mm. That's how you know that that's another kind of love. Like yeah. your parents, they say parents love their kids unconditionally. I don't believe it. And I'm telling you, my mom has told me.
2: Mm. <laughs> I've
1: written songs about it. Yeah. My mom has definitely expressed like some like really negative, it hurts, you know? Did, did our it's parents also honest. Do the
0: same- did the same thing happen with her parents?
1: Can I tell you something? Go ahead. Non sequitur. But you want to know what bone I have to pick with my parents? hmm Is that it felt like growing up, they weren't even interested in me. They weren't even interested in even getting to know me. They were interested in getting me to from A to B, but not once did they ask me, like... Hey, what are you what do you like you know it was
0: different in that era though
1: right it and I also think when you're different. you're they were raised and born in like developing countries a third world country dr in the 60s 70s 80s 90s when you're
0: trying to survive you don't have room for emotion like mm. even with my parents like my dad told me this was like three years ago he was like our family never hugged it's eight of them they never hugged until the second Christmas mm-hmm. that we had at my grandmother, so this is an 84. Like think culturally, like when you're trying to survive, there's almost no room for emotion. And then we weren't taught, like said, generational wealth, everyone talks about it. But if we aren't taught how to love and how to parent, there is no room for generational wealth. The how do you era, break it? We have to start here, like start with friends, family, fellowship. And then I had to as well, so it takes one to know one you have to forgive have to it's tough as hell and i know out inside you like i don't wanna hear that
1: you got the formula
0: day by day like once put yourself in their shoes and to see what they were going through at that time cuz my dad was like hey imagine being 20 then i'm 22 with like or 25 with two kids no job i have to figure it out and mm. no support and everyone's like, either you're going to fail or you're not, but you still got to take care of the kids. What do you have to do? I'm mm-hmm. like, Shh. now this is pre-internet, pre-Instagram, so it's not as easy to make money. Your back is against the wall. So once I started to see things, or even my granddad, got rest his soul. My granddad was in a war. He got injured in a war real bad. Came back and-
2: Which war? Uh, oh, I'm sorry know, if I exposed school, a blind Vietnam, spot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One of those, Vietnam Korean War, one of those, right? Because he had a, some little kids. Like, okay. You know, half black, half Asian. Anyway. Um, half black,
1: half Asian. Are you half black, half Asian? Mm-mm, just, oh, I'm noticing some little Asian. Is that an improper? Oh my gosh. No.
0: I'm
1: noticing It's it is. Cut it out. I'm, from not, I'm noticing some Asian yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, cut that ah! um, out. Oh. Do I look fat?
0: No, you look know. great. Okay, sorry. Interrupted you. Um, I'm vain. Now. No, you're good. Um, he came back from the war, and my grandma Chris was like very fair skinned. Like she could pass for white. <laughs> Mary, the white guy, my dad was telling me this stuff. I'm like, why is B. John, like, so cold? He's like, he's not cold. Like, you don't know what he's been through. Got hurt from the war, came back, injured. And her husband was like, your son can't stay in my house because he's black. What? Like, he told me that. And I was like, are you kidding me? That shit broke my soul. Like, so, like, I got my Christmas to have black, half white, but her son couldn't occupy the house that he was in with his mother because of racial divide. I can't imagine what that would do to change a person. Mm. And a lot of times I feel like our elders don't tell these stories because they may be too
2: painful.
1: Bingo. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Like, I... Oh, and I feel like time is passing me. I I feel like I'm, I'm like at a race for the clock. Like when it comes to, especially my parents, because I'm thinking about them after. I mean, I'm 28 now, and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking already about how I'm going to take care of them. My parents, when they came to this country, for example, my mom, when she came to this country, she could have been uh, had her own practice in DR, had a different life. Mm -hmm. She wanted to give us a different kind of life, Mm -hmm. which meant she was no longer where she was yeah. in DR. Here, mm-hmm. she was at the bottom. Yeah. And my dad was like, un bandido. He was from he's money. He's the opposite. He was not born with money. Mm-hmm. He was just born with, he was a musician. His family, my his family's a bunch of musicians. That's how I sing. Like my mm-hmm. my dad's mm-hmm. line. My The Agramonte line is where I use, you, you get this. Got you. And, uh, but it equals broke coming to this country. Mm-hmm. And hearing you talk about that, it's just the same way. They don't talk about It would be so beneficial for the next generation to hear Mm -hmm. about how they got out of Mm -hmm. their predicament. I could not even imagine. Think about this. Think about this. Sometimes it like it's so nutty to think, or not nutty, but my parents came to this country. Mm -hmm. They did not know the language. Mm -hmm. My dad got robbed so many times here, to the point where, like, my mom, my dad, and my sister, because I wasn't around. Yet, she's older than me. They wouldn't eat, they would have one meal a day. My dad would have to split, my dad would yeah. like have to get like one chicken nugget and give the rest to his yeah. baby and like my it's mom. An yeah. And these are things that I'm knowing now, and it's because I have to pry. Mm-hmm. But even then it takes, well, not my mom, just my dad. My dad's a little warmer, right? But like, I can't get anything out of her. But the things that I do know and that I've weaseled information Mm -hmm. out of other people, I'm like, wow, if I had known this, it would have changed my perspective on, um, it would have given me more patience Mm -hmm. with them, less resentment. Mm -hmm. Oh, resentment is literally the kiss of death when it comes to any kind of, um, like developing relationships. I noticed that like, even the way I interact with men, I'm talking to this guy I'm really into right now, the first guy I've been into in years. Mm -hmm. And- I realize that anytime we get vulnerable, I'll unconsciously make excuses to get off the phone. Why? You afraid? Uh, you did the thing again. Uh, Take your time. Uh, you
0: I, like my little Oprah? I, I did not know. This is going to be therapy, but
1: <laughs> I know. I guess I need this. Um, Anytime he says something that, makes me have to be vulnerable and drop the act, mm-hmm. I get scared. Yeah. Of what? Or like um it feel like I feel like, oh if they see me, they won't they'll find out like, oh I'm actually not who you think I am sort of thing. Who do
0: you think that he thinks, thinks you that you I am?
1: Are. Like I don't know, Brianda, the Bible girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Or and I don't even think he wants that. He's so he's so um when he speaks it's Oh, he's such a great thinker. Mm-hmm. That's the best. I, I and it's kind of it's scary to have mm-hmm. someone say something that's disarming and you know. And and does and he that... light
0: up for you the same way you're lighting up now about him?
1: Oh my god! I hope he doesn't watch this. Oh my god! I, I hope he should... does. we're cutting this out. no, keep
0: this in. <laughs>
1: hey, Christian babes in the faith, are you tired of forgetting commandment numbers three, four, seven, nine, and ten? Anytime you rip shots of tequila. Are you tired of forgetting Jesus at home because he doesn't fit into your club bag, you whore? You've had it with being a naughty sinner. But wait, Mm -hmm. there's a solution. Introducing the Baby Jesus Hotline. The latest, most effective tool for sinful behavior prevention. It's simple. Just place the tiny phone in your hoe bag or in between your bosoms before you leave the house. And don't you even think about putting Baby Jesus on Do Not Disturb. The Microscopic Jesus Hotline will automatically play the sound of trumpets at 1,000 decibels to alert you that you are about to sin. Holy moly, that is loud. Baby Jesus. Salvation is just a phone call away. Um, I don't, uh, what was the question you just asked?
0: Does he light up for you the same way you're lighting up for him right
1: now? I think so. I think so. And And I. I I think so, and I know it because it's not even a word. He's not he's not someone who like says too much, but he's very tactful. Mm. We were gonna do the Book of Obadiah today. This is a, a prophet mm. who wrote the shortest book in the Bible, one chapter, twenty one verses, and that is so baller. Mm-hmm. Like talk about BDE. Like the fact that you can be so profound and have so much tact in such little words. Mm-hmm. This is what this guy reminds me of. He says so much in a little bit of words. I'm the opposite, mm. anywho. I think he does, and i I notice it because he is that way, very minimal words, very direct uh I've noticed that sometimes when I catch him right because I guess new relationships is kind of like sparring yeah. uh I notice that he kind of drops that he'll be a little less uh like uh, he'll drop the he'll drop it he'll he'll use a little bit more words mm. Cause you'll need it. Yeah. You can't, you can only go so far in the beginning. And right. This is the beginning. So yeah. we're still getting to know each other. When you, when you begin to know each other, whether it, someone, whether that be like a business relationship or a personal relationship, romantic relationship, mm-hmm. do you find that there's like a part, there's like a shift that happens where you go from like cordial mm-hmm. to, huh, I just dropped something like something personal. Yeah. How are they going to take it? Yeah, How, It's scared. That's scary. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's scary.
0: But, that's a good space to be in because you're, you're incredibly vulnerable here and with me. Like, if you think something could be there, you. give that your all.
1: But Ian, I think that's a te- that's like I'm not like that always because mm-hmm. I am really. It's really easy for me to put back on the that put the yeah. top hat and the cane. Yeah. But it's it's different with you. It have you always been that way? Also, hold on, I just really, really, really want to know this. Right. And it's before it's been at the back of my mind, and if I don't get it out. It'll always be in the underpinning of our conversation. And I really need to ask. Okay. What did you do with your first big chunk of money?
0: I fucked it off. I blew it. Yeah. Okay. How much was it? Well, I don't want to say the amount. But it Why? Was the amount,
1: like, I thought we were friends. Well, yeah, okay. Can you give fun. me ballpark? Like, just so I, I'm a little babe. I don't know anything yeah, about money.
0: It's a few, <laughs> a few little coins. That's funny. Um... <laughs> It was a little bit it was okay
1: little bit. like how many zeros
0: more than three less than six
1: that's how i talk about how many people i've had sex with i always say more the than five okay. more than five less than 10 yeah. not nine
0: okay that's solve fair. that riddle that's fair <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, um
0: but yeah it was like I, I didn't grow up knowing what i know now that's why i'm like so passionate about giving it and teaching and trying to help but yeah we're well, not like who i am now i wasn't at 21 or 22 like like I was in college like wearing Versace and Prada and doing all the like the material Versace? Yeah, and being like all material and because like when you feel a certain level of maybe emptiness on the inside you want the exterior to make up for it and say hey look at me and especially being black in this country when you aren't seen by majority of the country you go out of your way that's why black people loud music loud cars loud colors very boisterous because you want to at least be seen. Because the worst thing you can be to anyone is invisible. And then once you start to repair that and you say, hey, materialism doesn't matter. And then you work on yourself, the desire for like those material goods.
1: You don't feel invisible now.
0: Yeah, but I want to be seen less though.
1: You want to be seen less?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What
1: do you mean by that? What?
0: Like now, like I've gotten a little bit of exposure, quote unquote.
1: Uh, Dude. Let's this talk shit is about overrated. it. Huh?
0: Huh? Oh yeah. yeah it's
1: oh, I, I feel that Wait, Why do you? Why do you think uh, fame is overrated? Because I think it's appropriately rated. I want mm-hmm. money.
0: You think? So? I think you. You can get the money without the fame, though.
1: You want to know what's really embarrassing? Having the fame and no money.
0: That's a recipe for. this. I never. Will, I would hate to be in that spot. But the energy you don't always receive. Positive energy or people are project. I don't think it's healthy for anybody to interact with two thousand, three thousand people online, seven thousand people online. Like it's it's not healthy. So, and I think we were sold fame as an idea to make money for other corporations and to put us down this rabbit hole of commercialism and capitalism. And
1: oh, you know, we're fucked. Yeah, we're fu- and when I say we're fucked, I mean like my. Oh my gosh! When you see these kids on TikTok,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it is they see that it is a viable, yeah, stream of income. You can yeah. people are making careers left and right. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so many people want to be famous. And I'll can I say something? I I didn't know this until this year when I asked our Bible babes for like questions. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, or guest recommendations. That's what it was. Uh, and this is when I realized. Oh snap! I think we all secretly, or a lot of people want to be on camera and they don't say. A lot mm-hmm. of people want this attention. Like, I'm a, I am ai know what I got. I know my my stuff, yeah. right? I know my skeletons and yeah. I've been known that yeah. I I wanted to be in front of the camera. It's never been a question. Mm-hmm. Now, I asked my listeners on Instagram, on a public question, I said, give me your uh, ideas for guests, whatever. I got 200 and some odd responses. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say 100 of them used the same joke, which was, me, LOL, just kidding, this is this person. LOL, me, yeah. I think I would be really fun, me, yeah. me. But they kept saying, LOL, just kidding, LOL, just kidding. Mm-hmm. How many times am I going to get this yeah. where I'm like, this ain't,
2: this no ain't joke. a joke. Yeah. Is.
1: No, I, don't, yeah. I think that it's like, I think we've now, because of the advent of social media and mm-hmm. the social discourse, the conversation surrounding it, I think a part of us yearns for that visibility a bit. But now that you have it, mm-hmm. you just came off The Breakfast Club, got a million views in two days, Major. Yeah. You just good. were on, you were on uh, Charlemagne's show, Charlemagne. uh, The God's Honest Truth.
0: I'm here with the good brother, Kevin Hart, and we're both joined by a financial advisor and investment expert, make some noise for the founder of Red Panda Academy, my guy, Mr. Ian Dunlap. Ian. Yes, sir. Now, Kev, you're a media mogul. Ian, you're known as the master investor. So I'm going to present you, Kev, with a few investment opportunities. And I want Ian to tell us if, if Kev is making the right move or not, OK? OK. Sound good? All right, go ahead. Yeah.
1: With Kevin Hart, who is global, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: how do you, like, you're there. You're in these spaces, Ian. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that you're uncomfortable with fame.
2: Hate no, to break it to you.
1: it's
0: is, is an illusion. Fame is like, the, that and social media is the worst drug ever.
1: But you want it. You post. You're very active with your people. I
0: post for business reasons. I don't post to be seen. Like, I, And it, here's another thing. Mm. Like, for those of us that were, like, popular in real life, to be popular in high school and college, that means way more to me than I'm appreciative. Trust me. Like, to be on Breakfast Club, amazing. It was a dream, right? So to even do the thing with Kevin and Charlemagne today, which... You know, I mean, you said I was worthy, but I'm like, I shouldn't even be sitting here next to him, right? Mm -mm. It's a blessing because I'm then able to, to people who may may not be secure on if my message is right, they validate what I've been saying. But fame for the sake of fame, like, it was a lot of parties going on in New York. I told Alex and I'm like, I want to hang with y'all. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm happy if we kick it here, we can go to McDonald's, Starbucks. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need to be in a mixy party being on a gram going live. That's whack to me, but. It goes back to when you don't have real fans, real family, real friends, you will chase the fame to then mm. fill that void that you have on the inside. When you have real friends and real family and people that you care about.
1: Famous people with no faith scare me.
0: That's the majority of people. That's the majority of that audience. Yeah? Yeah.
1: How do you deal with nerves? Were you nervous as shit?
0: I was. Because, like, knowing how big of a star Kevin is, it's not just right Kevin Hart Q score and all that like his talent so I'm like I don't want to get on stage and just bomb and then he cracks on me for five fucking minutes like I've heard him go off on Jamie Foxx and I'm like Jamie, Fox. Jamie? And Jamie's amazing And Jamie can kick up. yeah so I'm like boy if I mess up and he crack on me it's over but he was very gracious I was like hey any advice He's like just be you if you stumble, I got you. I pick up like
1: he probably would have cracked on you at another time. That man has been beaten. Yeah, I think that's humbling. Yeah, like talk about how many hiccups this man has had. How much embarrassing, Embarrassment, yeah, public
0: and canceled, pi- Yeah, pilot yeah. After so like, pilot, I feel yeah. like
1: maybe Kevin Hart in the early two thousands maybe would have, but now I feel like he, yeah. he's changed. Yeah. Also, I think children change you. Absolutely. That's like, dude. You know what I've noticed about comedians? They have a very short shelf life for peak exposure. Mm. They go sour and they go sour quick. Yeah. It's not like a relationship that you have, or maybe it is like a relationship you have with, um, for example, Lady Gaga for me, mm-hmm. major. But I feel like she caught me in a funnel, in a time, in a moment in time mm-hmm. where I was at the right age, right time, right. And so was she. Yep, yeah. And me and up. Millions of other people share the shared experience. When Gaga is 70, we'll be going to the garden to see her, yeah. but other people won't know her. That yeah. happens, it's history, yeah. right? With comedians, however, I don't feel like there's that kind of tenure because, or that tenured relationship, because as the comedian changes, their comedy is no longer what it used to be in that funnel, yeah. that funnel that I'm talking about, that yeah. that peak. So it's hard for them to acquire new and diverse audiences after a certain amount of time. Now, someone who's been really dope at doing it has been obviously Dave Chappelle.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, and I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it is that makes him different. But I don't. I, I, I but he's still falling into my my theory because I don't like him anymore. And no, no, hold on, hold on. Not
2: I as like much. no. I'm, yeah.
1: I, what I'm saying is yeah. And maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. I understand his goat status. Mm-hmm. He is brilliant. Yeah. Like I don't even think of him as a comedian anymore, though. He's like um, like.
0: He's I don't know. Like I don't even watch his stuff, stuff anymore,
1: if I'm be honest. Why? It's boring. You think so? Uh, Okay. I'm inundated with social commentary everywhere I go. It seems like that's all it is now. Social commentary.
0: As you get older, you care about this stuff more. And that's yeah. what I
1: mean. Yeah. I think that maybe the people that were in the funnel with mm-hmm. him, they'll graduate with him, yeah. but it's much harder to like garner a new audience when it comes to comedy, especially. Yeah. But anywho, when you were around Kevin Hart, I really mm-hmm. wanna ask this because I, I the way I deal with famous people, the famous is what I call them. They're so unusual. Uh, I noticed that in fame when I go to parties and they're famous people, they like, they like their postures different. They start yeah. talking weird. Uh,
0: they're in character constantly.
1: Whoa, yeah. yeah. But also it, I've never met anyone that I really care. Like I'm only gonna be nervous around Dolly Parton, Howard Stern, mm-hmm. Conan O'Brien.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Oh, they're all white. I know. I know. No, well, that's interesting. I get it. Mix. Those are those three. Yeah. If I met them, I know. So I high tangy, not high tangy. High tangy is something I say. I'm never. I'm not going to explain it. I'll explain it to you off mm. mic because I don't want to tell the people. You have to find out. Um, my coping skills for nerves. I'm convinced were the reason why the first five years of my acting career didn't go anywhere because I was mm. a bad auditioner. I was not a bad actor. Okay. I, I I really don't believe so. I th- I feel like my emotional economy is probably my strength. Mm. But I'm a terror. I'm nerves get me. Yeah. Like I'm talking about, like I'll shit all day. I get like the nervous shits, and yeah. it's it'll mess with you. Like how can you be in a scene when your booty hole is burning?
0: What what gives you anxiety around like the preparation? Because we were talking about routines for a like Like, mm. a, what's your? Do you have a, like a methodology or routine that you follow?
1: Uh now I do.
0: Yeah, but before and didn't-
1: in terms of auditioning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And a lot of it is a beat it to a pulp preparation and then throw it out. Mm. Like that's what I've learned. It's like so much of auditioning. And again, I I audition mostly theatrical TV film. I'm sure uh, stage is different. Uh, But I've noticed that I need to be so uh, familiar Mm. with who this person is, how they grew up, Did they go to church or not? Were their family, was both parents there? Uh, How did they go to school? Did they go to class? I need to be so familiar and in tune with what they are. I do all that before. And then I legitimately throw it out. I remember a mistake I made being a younger actor was I was so bogged down by the words and giving the casting director what they want, like what they want, Mm -hmm. like here, please take me here. And I've realized now, that I don't give a fuck anymore. Now yeah. I'm kind of now that I know that podcasting is my bag, mm-hmm. I'm, I've been kind of like, all right, I, it's been helping my auditions. Absolutely, being so less desperate. Yeah. There's this casting director at uh, I won't say uh, I won't say she's a network executive, uh, and she said something really dope. And she said, if someone if someone were to come to you, bring you a, a tray of cookies, mm-hmm. and they present them to you and they go, here you go. I made you cookies. And you take it. Oh, wow, great. Thank you. And then you tell them, um, try one and tell me what it is. Uh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Why don't you know what cookie you're giving me? That's kind of how it is with acting. Why don't you know yourself enough to present it? Mm. It's uncomfortable yeah. and it reads as desperation. And I think that's why casting direct, that's what, that's what sets apart someone who has it and someone who hasn't, who doesn't have it. Mm. That it.
0: it factor, yeah.
1: That it is them. Yeah. What do they bring into this role? And like, I guess that's kind of like in everything, though. Yeah, same
0: with dating. Like, if a guy goes up to you and like, mm. "Oh my god, I will up," but he's nervous as hell, you're like, "Get your creepy ass." Away I from feel it. that it's the same thing. Yeah. I dealt
1: with that not yeah. too long ago. He was so nervous, and I could feel it, and it makes me feel like. Wait, what's wrong? What, what? No, it makes me feel like, yeah. is there something on my teeth? Like, it makes me, that energy is like, oh no, if you're not sure of yourself, that is the number one thing that mm-hmm. makes any girl so turned off. Yeah. What, uh, do you, oh, yeah. I have so many questions. Okay. I'm someone who has pre traditional and um, conservative ideals of, uh, uh, the husband wife dynamic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I, of course, I, I am a humble girl. I like to think, Mm -hmm. but I know I want a big house one day. I know what kind of life I want to live. I know I want my pantry to be filled with like luxury (laughs) face care, uh, skincare. I know that that's going to be the first thing I buy. If I, the second I get my first bag, I just want to get every single like skincare product that I want. That's Mm -hmm. like the number one thing I want. Now I am not afraid to say that I don't want to be the person that like pays for our house like Mm -hmm. i want to be taken care of but even if i'm able to it's like beyond that Mm -hmm. how do you feel about this new age like feminism where if i i'm gonna say this and women are gonna have a problem with it and i don't care
2: yes like oh i
1: don't but i don't here's the thing i don't care because i know that there are i'm i'm very i'm not insecure about my understanding Mm -hmm. of the roles of a husband and wife in my and from for me yeah and in, also in my religion, my religion tells me that sorry, the mm-hmm. men are to be providers, and um, i don't find that like for example, i want to I want to be a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. I want to one day build a podcast studio in my house. I say this to Clara every other week. I want to raise but a baby. So then,
0: we shall record in WTF
2: media.
1: Oh, but of course. <laughs> oh, well, listen, I don't even have a boyfriend yet, let alone a baby. But I have a vision, right? And a lot of, I think this new age feminism, they, it's kind of demeaning the role of a must stay-at-home mother mm-hmm. or like, like, it's not a real responsibility. Mm-hmm. They don't know it's that. The
0: biggest responsibility and in all. the
1: world. Why wouldn't my husband want me to be at home yeah. with our child, yeah. taking care of our child, yeah. managing the house? Yeah. That is that's probably arguably more important. Because again, I'm going to make money regardless. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I always feel uncomfortable when I talk about you know fe- femininity and masculinity and where I where I where I where I reside. Mm-hmm. I just have a feeling that you're someone who wants to take care of the house. Wants to do? You want your uh,
0: yeah.
1: Why? Why aren't you married?
0: Mm, Um, I'm very particular in what I want, and I haven't found that yet. What do you want? Peace.
1: What do you want from a woman? Peace. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Most women
0: have everything else, but that part. Especially for any man that is doing okay, I need to know we'll be good. You'll be faithful. As I ascend and provide that you're comfortable, does
2: your
1: girl need to be rich?
0: No, I mean she's with me. She's gonna be good anyway. Right? That's what I'll I'm saying. Sure, like, what yeah, are we even talking about? With get all the rest <laughs> of like, and, and I'm not. I have an issue, like, and this is twofold. Like, I think a lot of women want to get the bag now on their own, which they should, because when men were supposed to take care of women, they were busy having kids with other people and fucking mm-hmm. off the money. Truth be told, or They would treat women like slaves because they had all access to the money for.
1: Oh, yes. They they weaponized that power for sure.
0: So I get that. But I think the imbalance that we have now is by design. I think, and I have no issue with the brother, but I think the whole red pill movement and Kevin Samuels that was put here by design. What do
1: you mean? I'm unfamiliar.
0: So like the high value man, if I make more than 100K, you should treat me like a king no matter what happens. And then women on the opposite side saying I don't need a man, I think that's done by design so we're not bonding as a family anymore. I think that's very intentional. I
1: feel like, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's very intentional. Do
1: you think we're not going to have, like, I, no, no one wants to have kids anymore? If it's or almost, family. F- yeah or family. The idea of family, mm-hmm. so you think that that it's it's by design.
0: Absolutely. Because if there's less families, so there's less organization to take over. Like think of every major luxury brand that we like, and I tell my friends all the time. I loved Versace, loved Prada. Those are all family. So as a black man to wear a Italian family on my chest, mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of misalignment there. So in order to be worthy, you have to wear another family's crest on your body.
1: Huh. There's
0: a lot of layers to it. And then if when you truly have, let's take social media. If you, and we see it with them all the time, like how well they vibe and the love they have for each other. If people have family, you're not going to spend all the time on social media. So if people are focusing on getting a bag and all the attention on social social media companies are monetizing that if we are families you want to be with your family and have downtime and be off the grid and make love to your wife or husband that's done by design so they can monetize us on these apps and media platforms okay
1: attractive you dress well successful on tv have b- b- all these budding business ventures you're 39
0: mm-hmm.
1: when is it going to happen
0: when the right person at the right time comes.
1: Are you in a relationship right now? hmm Is it her?
0: Mm. At this moment, no. Okay. Yeah, at this moment, no. Getting close, there's a couple things to work out. and We're, we're both responsible for it, but...
1: Mm, I just had a, a, a high walk with one of my closest friends. We used to bartend together. Yeah,
0: what the hell is a high walk? I don't know.
1: Oh, uh, going on long walks, smoking?
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. I don't know if there's like a bridge in New York or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like,
2: like.
1: hi, Uh, And he had just left a relationship of seven years. Mm. And he told me about how he went ring shopping in 2017.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I asked him, why didn't you pull through? Why didn't mm-hmm. What happened? I'm also friends with that girl,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, too. And he said that there was. Um, she didn't want to have kids.
0: Mm, my best friend just went through that and he was married. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's all I'll say I can't say anymore because I don't want.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not your business to tell. Yeah. Um but when but that's so that is so big. And um it wasn't even that because they uh he had he had loved this woman and was obviously was ring shopping. Mm-hmm. So he was obviously thinking she was yeah. she could have been it. hmm But any time that conversation would come up, all she would do was try and buy more time. Like the conversation would to to keep them to keep him, she was feeding him the same rhetoric. But he had been. Sure, all had the same friends. Mm.
0: And another year, maybe after.
2: Yes,
1: and then at one point, hey. Mm -hmm. So um, after a a, you know valiant effort of trying to repair, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it was beyond repair.
0: Sometimes you miss your moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, how, when, so what, but when do you know? Like, isn't some of, do you think part of it, or like, do you think you'll ever not, do you think there'll be a point where you'll think that you have it, but you may not? I don't even think that that's the way you describe it is like, you're not ready yet. You're waiting for some things to be in alignment, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming. But what if it never feels like that and you just have to take a plunge?
0: I think we all know. If we're honest, when sometimes like we all have done, like yeah, but with love, days. you
1: can't be so cautious, why because love is unpredictable, love is uncertain, be. well, hey, Should i be. you don't believe so, uh-uh. I think that the uncertainty is what makes love so divine,
0: is your love that you give from God uncertain,
1: no, my uncertainty, I give to him, mm. But it's not.
0: I think love should be stable, kind, right, consistent.
1: It's very idealistic. My Bible tells me that that's not the way life is.
0: Oh, yeah, that's not. Right? Out, right. So I'm trying be. to yeah. look at
1: this from a realistic yeah. Pr- yeah. point of perspective. A lot of
0: realism, too, is what we choose as well.
1: What does that mean?
0: Like, whatever. A
1: philosopher look, you
2: are.
0: No, but it's true. Like, if, if we look at everything that. Like, let's take The Secret, which is a remix of, like, the bible mm-hmm. and proverbs right or at scale. the secular books yeah, right? yeah, yeah yeah a lot of what we choose to accept in our lives are things that we said first so like one of my best friends and i was having this conversation like even growing up we weren't trained or taught to say hey i want to have a great wife great marriage great family relationship. It was like, just find someone who you can have a kid with that you get along with. And after a while, like me and one of my friends, Dom, was like, we got what we asked for. Mm. Alexander's mom, even when she pisses me off, like I never have That's to worry. That's your kid,
1: Alexander? Alexander, okay. yeah, Alexander, Alexander.
0: Yeah, yeah. I never have to worry about if his mom is doing the right thing for him. But I didn't say this is who I need to be with in a relationship, have the best relationship ever. And have child with like i was very clear so i'm big on manifestation are you
1: with the uh the what, uh, mother mom. of your okay no. No. you guys have a co-parenting relationship yeah yeah how do you manage that
0: it was tough for a while but what's
1: it like being a parent
0: amazing to him yeah amazing
1: to him what do you mean
0: to xander to be in a pa- I, I thought
1: you had two why are you only no, picking only, one
0: only, only one. one.
1: Oh, I thought you had two. Yeah. I was like, what happened to the other no, kid?
0: No,
1: no, no. No. <laughs> what, <laughs> what did he do? <laughs>
0: I'm good. Like, he's a, a show me. I don't know if I can have another kid. Because I don't know if I can love someone as much as I love him. Oh. Yeah.
1: Bah, humbug. Sorry, I had to interrupt the show. Look, are you tired of not knowing what stocks to invest in? Or even where to begin? Then join the Red Panda Stock Club, babes. Started by Ian Dunlap or, as we all know him as, the master investor, or from his contributions every week with Earn Your Leisure. There are a lot of people talking about investing, but none of them have the track record that Ian has. The proof is in the pudding. He called to invest in Moderna at 43 in April of 2020, and now it's at 408, which is an 820% return. Once you join the Red Panda Stock Club, here's what you'll get the four best stocks to invest in for long-term, the best entries on the planet, a year's worth of the best companies to invest in, the worst companies to stay away from, unlimited access to Red Panda for 365 days, and lastly, you also get a weekly meeting from Ian and the Red Panda family every Monday night at 9 p.m. Central, after market Mondays, baby. If you're tired of getting your behind kicked in the market, or simply want to learn where to begin with all the tools at your disposal, Red Panda is the place for you. Go to joinredpanda.com and enter the code BIBLE to get 50% off the next two weeks. It's easy as that, babes. Clara, grab the champagne. Back to the show. Very, very uh, mechanical you are. Have to be.
0: As a man, I have to be. <laughs>
1: We're like water and oil, right? Like <laughs> yeah. We are so different. <laughs> my, my,
0: my my lens as a man is different than yours because the penalties for me, I, I can't afford to be emotional. At my main focus is him. So I have to do things in like a routine way. And also too, when I was very emotional, things didn't go for me the way that I wanted them to.
1: Hi. That's where I feel like I'm looking at the potential of me. And, like, where I'm at. This is the before and this is the after, hopefully.
0: You're already there. Stop saying no. You, no, no. You have to realize that you're already worthy. You, and same thing I tell Al. Step into your greatness. You deserve this shit. I, before, you you can't deny us. I was like, she's a star.
2: hmm
0: Like, not just, he. like, moot, like. Ask Okay, I don't want
1: to. I don't want to. There's to, to eat. I get uncomfortable. Yeah. I get uncomfortable Why? with that.
0: I'm going to tell you like my grandmother told me. If you believe in God, how you say you do. I do. Then you have to, okay, for all Christians, the main reason why people don't want to be Christian, because they don't see many Christians embody the success that they feel that they want.
1: A lot of rich Christians are quiet, for sure.
0: Yeah. So step into So if there are more dope boys who get into the back and more fuck boys get into mm. the back, why Why would I go to church when it, the perception is you don't have anything?
1: Yeah, I'd like Can't to change
0: it. So you have to change it.
1: I get so many messages. So mm-hmm. like the it, it so many people mm-hmm. have found uh, a restored sense of mm-hmm. meaning, I guess mm-hmm. is the lack of word yeah. by the word and they're dissuaded mm-hmm. by picking it up mm-hmm. because they see other things that are a lot sexier a yeah. lot more sensational a mm-hmm. lot more and then they're talking about purpose so you have that that group talking so much and so boldly about purpose and it doesn't give this guy the shine that it yeah that it not only deserves it's not even deserves mm-hmm. it's where it belongs yeah it's, i mean of course this is my source text of course i feel that way i'm a I'm a Christian and I'm sure that Muslims feel that way Somewhere, for the Quran. Right. They they we all have, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm aware. I have so much respect for religious people
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I understand. Like my conversation, I have a landlord who is a, a Hasidic Jew mm-hmm. and we talk he I told he knows about my podcast, and I be hitting him with some like old testament things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I test him and he don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, what's going mm-hmm. on? And uh there's this understanding of that internal knowledge being so sacred mm-hmm. and meant to be shared, oh. and I don't think a lot of us are sharing it, Why? and we're only sharing it in a very uh, insular way. Mm-hmm. We're sharing it with one another. We're not sharing it. I had someone on my TikTok critique me. He said, "Look at your page. It's riddled with world. It's like, look at what you're doing uh, using the being satirical with the word of God. How dare you?" And all this other stuff, I went on his page. Mm-hmm and i followed him
2: mhm and you're petty I, like that let and me tell you something both, yeah. i mm-hmm.
1: he was doing the same thing bibles doing mm-hmm. he's in fact he was going in order in his tiktok like we're going in order on mm. youtube in chronological reading order mm. i went through all 62 of his you're uh, petty tiktoks like me. Mm-hmm. i liked it and then i commented on the last one that had zero comments and three views mm. and i said wouldn't you want Jesus to be promoted and have there be a little bit more comments down here.
0: Mm. Well played.
1: We're doing the same things. Mm-hmm. We want the same things, I guess. We're doing it in different ways. Yeah. And um, he uh, blocked me. Hmm. And I thought to myself, huh? Well, what do you know?
0: Yeah. People love to dish you, but can't take it.
1: Yeah. 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 That's,
0: I, that's did that's I did nothing. All I did was to... I
1: followed the guy.
0: Yeah. You were being petty though, because it takes one. Of, of course,
2: yeah, yeah. I was. You know,
1: but I wanted him to follow me back, yeah. and we would have been friendly. And but a lot of times when I do things like that, it actually is the opposite. Like mm. we actually, um, I I find that because me. yes, yeah. Yeah. because of what I wear, because of the way I speak, and I understand I'm a. There's a little bit of a, I I get it. I swear. Sometimes I understand. I'm not the cookie cutter. I get it. And the I, cookie
0: cutter is a lie, though.
1: I believe so. Cookie cutter Christian. I believe so. Yeah. We don't know what goes on. I'm trying to we be. We know. Mys- we
0: just don't say it.
1: Right. Right. Deacon
0: and Sharisa in front. We know. We just right. don't it. We
1: know what you're yeah, doing. Know. Stop it. Yeah. And I'm just trying to be as honest as possible on here. Yeah. I'm trying to be myself in public and private. Yeah. So,
2: I do. Of- if
1: I stub my toe, I swear. Yeah. Like I, I'm. I'm working on it. Like I'm yeah. trying. Ultimately, what I'm saying is if we work together, like me and the evangelists, the like super mm-hmm. conservative evangelists, you could actually help me. I bet you your your understanding and your pedigree when it comes to the Lord's word is probably stronger than mine. You could be helping. We could be helping each other.
0: You want me to tell you the truth? Hit me. Most evangelicals don't want to help others or the people they want to be Christ. Go on. There's nothing like most people preachers, and I know they're going to get upset. Most preachers don't even preach the word of God. They preach their interpretation of, because they want to be seen. This man. That's all of social media. Like everyone wants to be like the guy or the girl with all the attention. Even like when people are like, oh, these, you should do this for the culture? And I'm like, man, a culture like the streets is a myth. It doesn't exist. Woo. Like there is no real black culture.
1: Okay. Hold on. Hold
0: on. Hold on now. and church culture too, everyone puts on a show. Now, this is the other part why people have in droves left Christianity. Most Christians don't behave like Christians. I, I have a lot of people that are in the streets. I've never seen the backstabbing and conniving shit that I've seen in the church in the streets ever. I'm so sorry about that. That's real. That's everywhere. Ask any person why they don't go to church. That's the people inside the church.
1: I'm. I. I mm, let me say something right now. I have not found my church home, and I, it's not because of that. Although I'll be it, mm-hmm. I've heard of th- things like that. You hear it all the time.
0: Most churches don't feel like home,
1: and that's they feel like orphanages. But churches are so important. A place of worship collectively. Mm-hmm. When it's right, it's right. Magical. Like, but it's rare. You now. know, my listeners don't know something about me, and this is a, something new. I haven't been baptized yet. Mm-hmm. And I, my mom and I, I'm dying to, like, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to so badly. And I know that's the next step.
2: Yeah.
1: I won't do that if I don't have a church home, because that's the way it should be. Yeah, You know, I don't want to randomly, even yeah. though my mom says, no, you can just do it. And I understand why some people say that. Mm-hmm. And I understand because in the text, it does say, you know, you can go anywhere and get That's true, but I don't want that. I want community. I want, like, if anything, I feel like I used to think that that's where I was going to be my husband. Mm -hmm. Like, Clara had to check me one day because we—I was telling her we were, um, we were at our hangout spot after we go Mm -hmm. after here, Uh, and I had been telling her that I was at the club with my girl Weezy. Shout out Weezy.
0: Shout out Weezy. And
1: oh God, can you? That girl's changed my life. Can you believe someone who has so much favor on me? Sometimes I'm suspicious. I'm like, what do you want from me?
0: Good person. She's
1: just really great. Yeah. Pin pin on Wheezy. But uh I was telling her we were at the, this club and this guy was like hitting on me, and then he was whatever. I I believe that Clara maybe maybe have asked, she asked, Oh, well, would you date him or something? And I went, Oh, I would never date someone <laughs> I met at the club. And I just like saw her wince her face a little bit. And Clara's I gonna
0: had, keep it real. That's the thing I love about her like, Are yeah. you
1: kidding me? Come yeah. on that's that's her what do i always say to you it's her honesty
2: yeah
1: i only keep honest people around me i have to i i'm too i I need someone you know yes but uh and and she she made a she winced and i already knew she that wince was enough Mm -hmm. it's like you hypocritical ass bitch Mm -hmm. what are you doing at the club yeah you think your husband's gonna want to be at the club Mm mm-hmm I may have said it, but she said it with her face because yeah. I knew exactly, I knew exactly yeah. what it was. And I thought to myself, damn, that's another act of a Christian being a hypocrite, mm. which I think happens a lot. We
0: all are a hard time, so.
1: Are you hypocritical sometimes? Yeah. About what?
0: Being peaceful. Some- I want peace, but sometimes I yeah. call disturbances. Yeah, 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 me too. Like, yeah, okay. Me too. I want you to be peaceful to me, but. Uh, uh, yeah. Are you a
1: gambling man? No. Nah. You don't gamble?
0: It's too broke for too long to gamble. You also
1: said you were, you were debt-free. Yeah. Wow. How yeah. are you debt-free? And isn't debt important?
0: For those who sell the debt to you, yes. But for us, no.
1: Why are you so against debt?
0: When I had debt, it felt like a monster that was behind me. It's something that never came off of my mind. And also, like, debt is a mechanism of control. So, if I'm like, when Kanye was going crazy the first time, right in public, notice the correlation of when he how much did he 300 million in debt and when he calmed down and he got out of debt, how much calmer he was after. And no, for black and brown people more than ever, we don't have these conversations openly. But one of the biggest issues that we have in our, in our family is how much money we do or don't have. So the more debt that we have, I feel like people use it as a mechanism of control.
1: Mm, yeah. It is. And and I'll tell you something, at least for me it's just been looming. It's mm-hmm. like a like a cloud. Yeah. In fact, it gets in the way of my presence. Of, yeah. It gets in the way of my devotionals. I I almost I almost I look at it like a dream like, "Oh my gosh, when I'm able to just get out of debt, mm-hmm. like I I'll be able to like breathe. Breathe. Yeah. And I'm not there yet, but mm-hmm. like I dream about it and I you think about it. I want to be. Why did you want to invest in the show? Because you're a sponsor. Red Hello, yeah. join redpanda.com, guys. Use code Bible.
0: Yeah. Uh why? The same thing that I saw in Wheezy, same thing I seen in Al. You're a good person. The helpers and the kind people always get fucked over first, though. And I see your talent. So same with me. When I had this vision to do this in, like, 2010, everyone was like, nobody wants to hear investing from, like, your lens. That's what I was told. I'm like, you meant my hue, Mm. right? But people don't want to help the ones that they know are incredibly talented. Like, even when me and Al did our I was like, yo, going to be one of the greatest directors of all time. Like, I don't want to say what he got coming. But there's certain things that I can see. He's a
1: talented boy. Man. Mm. I'm sorry. I don't want to infantilize Legend, right? Yeah.
0: Same with you. Like... I grew up in church my entire life. Very few people have been able to teach the lessons on the Bible, and make it fun. Same with me with investing. so I know what uphill battle. You're fighting. Now, at a certain point, you'll be the biggest person in the space, and Osteen and everybody gravitate to you and want to use you for their own purposes, right? But I feel if you can help someone, and you can see yourselves in them, you should help. Most people would just say, Hey, I'm praying for you. Yeah. And move it. I think prayer plus cash app is a hell of a lot I feel better. You. On, yeah. On top of it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times when people say, I'll pray for you, they're praying for you not to win. As Christians, when people say that they pray for you, how often do you ask, What's the prayer that you actually said? I ask people, What you pray for?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I need to know. Cause not everyone You don't
1: need to know. You, I you I need want to know. To know.
0: <laughs> No, I did. That's it. the ego. True.
1: Yeah. Prayer is intimate. You don't have to be that invasive.
0: If a person actually prayed for you, they wouldn't have to say it.
1: Uh, I don't necessarily believe that's true, I but um, I, if you, I, I'm not going to question your desire yeah. to want to know. You know, that's kind of security is yours and yours alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. I often find that the people that support you the most are those that are strangers. That applies to content creating. That yep. applies to like everything. Again, in the book of Obadiah, he talks about that when the Edomites were, you know, um, the Edomites are neighbors of uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. If you know the story, do you know the story of uh, Abraham? Obviously, Abraham. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Abraham married Sarah. Yeah. They had kids. They had uh, Jacob and uh, Jacob, Isaac and Rebekah had kids, and Isaac and uh, Rebekah had Jacob and Esau. Mm-hmm. You know the story of Jacob and Esau? Yeah. Esau sold his, uh, his uh, birthright to, for a, a stew. He mm-hmm. literally sold it off. And then later, his brother Jacob uh, was mischievous, disguised himself as Esau, who was the eldest mm-hmm. and deserved his blessing from the father, from his father, mm-hmm. Isaac. Um, he stole Esau's birthright. Mm-hmm. Later, we know Jacob, was, his name was changed to Israel. That's why we're named Israel. And that's why the 12 tribes of Israel mm-hmm. were Jacob's 12 sons. And Esau went to Edom, mm. so Edom and Israel were brother nations, mm, okay. the closest so it's they had a different they weren't the same, but they were brother nations that yeah. had internal beef. Mm-hmm. There's a strife there that saw many generations and in the in the book of Obadiah, what the prophet is saying is he's rebuking the Edomites for sitting idly as people, as an enemy lands, like the Moabites. They were attacking Judah, the capital of Israel, like the Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and they did nothing. In fact, Obadiah tells us that not only they didn't do anything, they added to it, mm. their brothers. And Obadiah said, those are your brothers. You're supposed to be helping them. Yeah. What in the world? And it, it reminded me of when our own people don't support us. Here you have young Dolph, just got killed in Memphis where he's from. Yeah. His own people killed him.
0: That's how it happens though. Shout out to Boosie. Boosie said like you, you have the highest probability. Oh, that's right. Of getting killed in your hometown.
1: Yeah, yeah. the Bible talks about that. Yeah. It really be your own people that, mm-hmm. that stab you yeah. in its pride. Edom, so yeah. the Edomites, Ooh, this is good. So the Edomites, I was trying to figure out like why did the Edomites not help their brothers? Come on, why? Yeah. It's pride. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hate because at the end of the day, Esau and Jacob had a moment in their in their story where they forget they hugged mm-hmm. like brothers do. You know, yeah. they said they're brothers. There's love there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but there was there was the heat. Jacob Israel had stabbed. Esau in the back. Yeah. And I think that's hard to let go of really, mm-hmm. that resentment, that pride. Yeah. So I felt like Edom, I, I, the, the reason why Obadiah wrote a short book about it was to highlight how corrupt and dangerous can, pride can be mm-hmm. in the home, in yeah. the, within family. Yeah. Like, ooh, you, ooh. And when you said that stuff about like, if I ever get, to, when I get to a place where my reach is a little bigger, the net is wider, mm-hmm. I'm going to need like all the help I can get mentors or something like because yeah. I don't know. I I my Clara says she it's the most annoying part about me. I'm too trusting. I trust too much. That's why she's my home girl. That's yeah. my wife. She's yeah. literally my wife. I yeah. will wife her right now if it wasn't against my, my doctrine. Yeah. This is poetic. Like the yeah. fact that I'm with the master investor in a dollar bill dress,
0: a hundred dollar bill.
1: 100, is this hundred? Yes. Hundred.
0: That's fire with them boots. and that I'm coach trying not to get my all.
1: chichos in. I'm a hundred dollar <laughs> bill. Like not my fupa, but like, yes guys, look at me, look at me. <laughs>
2: anyways
1: the fact that this was this was too um what's it called the the synchronicity of it all like the lord is so intentional and um i don't know i don't even know how to end this i don't know we was
0: gonna have therapy how to end this
1: i don't know i I don't know but i appreciate you for doing this and for for, like spending as much time like oh i'm so honored i'm so grateful i I
0: appreciate you like i'm a fan of what you're doing no step into your greatness though you have to yeah You have to be your biggest fan. When I'm out of debt, it'll be easier. (laughs) You have to do it now. Okay. You have to do it now. you know that I'm right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You you
0: deserve it. No (sighs) one is going to want you to win more than you. The debt thing isn't the thing that's holding you back. It's myself. It's always. Same thing. Like, Like I just told you, I went to dinner with them and they told me, hey, you're about to walk into a damn landmine. I'm like, bro, nothing can blow me up. And I'm like, bro, my leg blown up, bro. Like, you help me shoot this thing because the dude that was supposed to shoot it, they ain't shoot no more. You know? Like, uh... you know it's always us. It's the fear of what if it doesn't work out. We are creative. Like, we know what to do.
1: Yeah, but how do I? Okay.
0: To say it.
1: But, like, it's so much banter. So I hear that. hmm like when's it gonna be my turn? I just don't know. Like, it almost feels like the further I mean, it's like three steps forward, two steps mm-hmm. back. Math, uh, two steps forward, three steps back. Like yeah. whatever you know, you know the expression. Yeah. That's how it feels like. It's like this never ending. Like, when's it gonna be me? When's it gonna be cringe, my turn?
0: Right. Well, I'll Wait, just. The I can help you. in mean, The money part, though, that's easy. I can help you with that. Oh, but no! yeah, but okay. you have to. I mean, even for me,
1: <laughs> I don't like asking for help. I'll do it myself. It's that's out the way. I know, but it's like, I ha, it's like a thing. I don't like asking for help. I'll do it myself.
0: I'll give the help, but you have to get out the way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just said it's hard for me to do that. I don't ask for help. Primero me quedo pela. Like, before I ask for help, before I admit, like, that's, ooh, ooh. That's the thing with relationships, too. I don't want them to see me in that way, and that's why I'm probably, like, uh, uh, like down. I'm scared about that. I'd rather deal with it alone. I always have.
2: Can't
0: do that.
1: I know. I get it. I'm saying it because I know.
0: Shout out to the bay that cares about like give your He's on my bae yet. He bae. I saw the twinkle in your eyes. Mm-hmm. Got you got too happy when you brought the name up. He's vulnerable and he's so succinct. The in world his will words. never know
1: who he is. I'll never Keep put his face out. Yeah. Ever. Ever. And yeah. if there is a face, I'm putting like a don't
0: hide him, but.
1: Oh, I'm hiding him. Keep it
0: secluded. Yeah, 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 I
1: really do. Yeah. I, you want to know it's crazy? The, the the deeper I get into my Christianity, mm-hmm. the more I believe in that stuff about spirits and the whatever's in the this and the th- yeah. I never believe it. You would think it's the opposite. It's yeah. like no, the Lord That's tells right. us to get away from that stuff because it's real. It's yeah. not that it's fake. It's yeah. that yeah. if you're messing with certain energy. So, anyways, like I, Ooh and ain't nobody gonna know when I'm pregnant, and nobody will know. That baby will pop out, and they will not know. Smart. I will record the podcast like with like something over my stomach and pretend it's a fashion yeah. statement or something. That's smart. I, sure. I, I legit don't know how to end this, but like this is chill. We can this wrap it good. up whenever
0: Clara now says. Thank you, should.
1: thank you for coming, you guys. Thank you. That's it. Like, yeah. thank you. Whatever. We'll edit. We'll edit it. This is good. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, you're amazing.
1: Oh, you are. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really do. Can I give you a hug? Oh,
2: you're so funny.
0: Like, you I, want to I was that fucking was hour good? ago. I was like, super oh, therapist.
2: Oh, you're, you're so great. Awesome. That was
1: awesome. You're so incredible. Like, I'm. Uh,
2: 30 minutes, my friend. Thank you. Thank have you. To do, you know, like, God. God. Oh, oh, God. Thank,
1: thank you. you. Yeah. I'm going to keep you in my prayers no, and ask you for everything you no, do. Thank you so much.